When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. Also brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. This is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. And we're pumped to be joined by Sooner Offensive Line Coach, Co-Offensive Coordinator Bill Beanbow to kick off the Coach's Corner today with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Coach, congrats on the win. Obviously, as we tape this, that game against TCU has been flushed, and we're on to Kansas. But overall, man, some dominating moments by this offensive line. A drive near the end that took six minutes off the clock. How do you feel overall about your O-line's performance on Saturday against the Horned Frogs? You know, I think it was good. I think it was uh, obviously the best performance um, up to this point. Um, guys are getting better. They're preparing better. Um, I think the thing that showed up more than anything was their preparation. Um, we've, we've played hard. We've played physical for the most part, but they, they knew what was going to happen before it happened. And, and to have any chance to be um, successful, you gotta you got to really prepare and understand what the defense is going to do. And I saw – those things show up more than anything, and, and we've improved. We've improved every week with, like I said, the exception of the West Virginia game, and that was more on me than those guys. And um, the biggest thing is not getting complacent. Continue to work. Continue to do the things that made you successful. Continue to do the things better that we keep getting better at, and uh, we'll have a chance to be pretty good. The preparation is such an important part of things, Bill, and also being able to communicate out on the field do you feel Andrew Rame is getting more comfortable in that role because you're right? I mean, it looked like all those guys were on the same page. They knew exactly where they were going last Saturday. 
Yeah, no doubt. I think it was Rain's best performance so far. And again, it comes back to, as you know, I mean, you sat in that room with me. It's preparation, and we expect them to know a lot. I, I just don't know how you go out there and play blind and not know what's about to happen. Yeah, they're going to show some different things, and then it comes down to rules. But, you know, footwork based on what they're doing, the blocking scheme based on what they're doing, how you're going to leverage it, all those things. And, you know, they understood it, and it showed up. You know, and the thing with Raheem is he's gotten better. And, and last week, you know, it showed what he's capable of if he continues to improve and continues to prepare. You know, I mean, it, it's hard losing a guy like Creed. I hate to keep bringing it up, but Creed's one of the best centers in the NFL right now. And it doesn't – you don't just replace a guy like that instantly. But, you know, I think Raheem has the ability to be that good. And if he continues to work and continues to improve, he's going to get to that level. Yeah, and we talked to him last week. By the way, uh, Creed Humphrey, the highest-rated rookie by PFF. So – Oh, every, everyone knows the PFF rankings are the best, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but he, I, I watched, I watched every snap the Chiefs play, and he's played very well. No, really and that, well, I agree. I mean, I, I've got all their games. I watch. I don't worry about PFF, but right. I mean, I can watch it on my own. We get every game. I, I get chances to watch it. You know, Thursdays and Fridays, and it's. It, it's true. I mean, he, I, I can't tell you if he's the best. I haven't watched everybody, but he's one of the best. And so, with that in mind. You know, Andrew wasn't necessarily working at center last year under him. So what has that adjustment been like to take what he's learned from him from afar? They're all in the same meeting room, and you want everyone to learn everyone's role. But has that been an adjustment for Andrew? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, you don't just – I mean, center's a hard position. It's an extremely hard position. And I, I think it's even harder here with everything we put on him. You know, I mean, a lot of um, teams – and, again, I've coached in this system, so this is really all I know. But um, – a lot of teams put it on the quarterback to call things. We don't. We put it on our center to get everybody going, you know, the right direction. So, yeah, it's, it takes time. You know, he hadn't seen everything. He hadn't practiced that. He practiced it a little bit last year, very little, but he practiced more guard. And then we really kind of made the switch at the end of spring ball, you know, moving him kind of to a full-time center. And so he's had limited time. And I'm not trying to make excuses. It, it is what it is, you know, but – it's going to take time at that position, especially everything we put on him. And that's why he's got to continue to work harder and harder and harder at it till he really understands things. And that doesn't mean you don't work harder at it, but work hard at it, excuse me. But, um, yeah, he, he's coming along and, and things are moving in the right direction. He's got to continue to improve. And he's, he developed some confidence from that, too. Yeah, I think he, it's clear to me he's gaining more confidence. And you can see it with the way that he's playing on the field. Uh, a guy that I think has gotten his confidence back these last couple of weeks, Bill, is Marquise Hayes. Played really well against Texas. Played really well again against TCU. It, it seems like Marquise is back to playing at the level you expect him to play at. He's, he's looked really, really good in these last couple. No, I agree. I agree 100%. And, you know, um, people that hadn't played the position, you know, and again, you got a new center. You really got a new left tackle because Swenson played it most of the time. And, again, I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses. It's just it's the nature of the position, feeling comfortable with each other, um, understanding the calls, feeling confident in the calls and all those things. And, um, you know, when you're not second-guessing things, you know, so um, I think that's showing up. Um, you know, and again, you're, you're right. Yeah, he played really good last week. He's seen things better. Um, you know, he played good the week before. Don't think he was awful any time before that, but obviously it wasn't up to his level and um, what we expect. But 
I expect them to just keep getting better and better, just like everybody else. Well, and you, you mentioned since Gabe brought up Marquis Says, I'll talk about you know the job that Chris Murray has done at that other guard spot. I know there's been some times where he's rotated out, but got, he has that edge, um, that nastiness. How has he been as far as your grading, Coach, and what he's done, to, done at that right guard spot? Yeah, really consistent, really consistent. That's what he, he is. He brings consistency. He's always the same day in and day out, works at it. Like you said, he is a physical player. <laughs> Um, plays tough, likes to finish, um, likes to get guys on the ground. So he's he's just brought consistency every day and every week. And, you know, not that he's always played great, but he's played pretty good every game. So, you know, he's good to have it. And, he, again, he's a new guy playing. You know, he was here last year, didn't get cleared till I can't remember, midway through the season. So he's been in and out. But now he's established himself as a starter and, you know, continue to improve. Orthodontics exclusively takes us inside the game with Eichert's Intel. So our final question of our first segment is Gabe picking a play and breaking it down with Coach. What'd you find? It's all about starting fast, baby. <laughs> and this is how you cap off an opening drive, Bill. And the thing that stood out to me here, Andrew Rame, with, with kind of how he creates this crease, rocking back a little bit, just a I mean, look at that hole for Kennedy Brooks. Ignore the guy coming off the backside, but, Bill, I assume that is something you emphasized in the week with how much movement they did up front for him to rock back the way he did right there, and that's exactly what it looks like, man. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and, again, that goes back to the preparation. That goes back to understanding, um, you know, what the defense is doing, how they align, you know, what the defensive techniques are. Um, I don't know that that would have happened last week, quite honestly. I, don't, I dang sure wouldn't have happened two weeks ago. But again, he's starting to understand things better. Um, I wish it would have happened, you know, a month ago. But um, it, it's continuing to happen. He's continuing to get better. Um, you know, and th those are the things that show up. Those are the things I'm talking about. But that comes down to preparation. Also, Rames block on their key, but Marquise Hayes. What he did to that man is illegal in several states. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, he, he mauled that dude. Yeah, he did, it, he did it quite a few times, and that's what we need to keep seeing. I love it. All right, we got another segment with Bill Beanbow. We'll preview Kansas and talk about some of his young offensive linemen next. Inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino. Partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. He is. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group. OU Health, OGNE, and Coca Cola. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Bud Light, it's for the fans. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. 
Got another segment with Bill Beanbow inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind with Gabe Eichert. And I'm Chris Plank. Okay, you were talking about the responsibilities of the center, and obviously we've talked a lot about the center. But whenever you look and there's a new quarterback, obviously with what Caleb Williams has done, I don't know if this is a good question or not, Coach, but does that make things easier for a new guy? Even though they're going to study, they're going to know their things, but when you have a center that has a lot of responsibilities, does that ease some of the burden on a young quarterback? Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, the quarterback position is pretty hard. So, you right. know, we try to take, um, even if it's an experienced guy, you know, you try to take as much off of him as you can, and especially with a young guy. But, you know, Caleb works hard. He's, he's obviously extremely smart, intelligent. Obviously, you see his ability. So, um, but, yeah, I think it'll help him a little bit. Yeah. Now, with that in mind, got some young guys out there. Anton Harrison, uh Again, we've seen Played his best game of the year. I, I was going to say it looked like he was incredible on Saturday, Coach. No, uh, he was really good, really good. Again, he, you know, he's got, he's got to continue to get bigger, stronger, gain some weight. You know, that's that's his biggest thing. He's extremely athletic, but played with a lot of confidence. You know, played played a really really good pass rusher in number eleven, and that guy didn't do anything the whole game. So, um, yeah, he had he did have a really really good game. Um, Got to get better some things technically in the run game using his hands inside. But, you know, he'll get that. He's, and, again, he's still a relatively young guy. So, um, but he's doing some better things with his footwork and things like that. So, but he was really good in pass pro. Tyrese Robinson been playing at a really high level uh, coming into last week. It was clear he was playing hurt against TCU. Wasn't able to go in the second half of that game. But what, what kind of leadership and what, what kind of toughness did Tyree show by just giving it a go against the Horn Frogs, Bill? Yeah, you know that that's more important to me than anything. Quite honestly, is toughness and and um, being unselfish and playing for your team. I mean, I, I think those qualities are, are more important than any talent that you have, any ability that you have. Um, it just shows really kind of the team. And then you talk about a guy like Swenson who has had some different roles. Started last year, was a really good player for us last year, and. Um, you know, was, I don't know if accept is the right word. You know, I, I'm not saying he's happy, but, um, you know, he, he comes to me. He's, Coach, I'll play whatever position you want to. And, and I think we've got those things. And, you know, when you have those things, um, you know, you got a chance to be pretty good. What kind of an example does that set for the younger guys in your room, too, who maybe in their mind they're like, I'm a tackle. But they see Eric Swenson, he's like, I'll do whatever it takes. Or even an Andrew Raymond moves to center. What kind of an example does that set for them, Coach? Well, I think it's a good one, and I think we've had a lot of that around here. If you look back over years and you move a guy from guard to tackle, right tackle to left tackle, guard to center, whatever it may be, um, I think we've had that. And um, I think it shows the culture of that room, um, the quality of people you have in that room, not just not just talent. It's not just talent. Um, but, yeah, and it, it shows the younger guys that, um, you know, heck, it, sometimes it takes time, you know, and you can't get frustrated and you can't bail because if you just keep working hard things are going to work out for you I know you want this group to improve uh, across the board at everything right that that's always the goal to reach your maximum potential that's always what you're chasing in the offensive line room but what what is the the thing you think this group needs to improve on the most right now coach I just think you know and it's it's probably and, and we were actually really good at it last week. It was the first time that it really showed up was just more of the footwork in the run game, you know, just the different angles that you have to take, the different leverage, 
Um, I think th that would be the biggest thing. And, and like you said, it's always everything. You know, every play is different. But, um, you know, I, I think what they're doing is they're getting a really good understanding of things. But just continue to, you know, improve the footwork. I think we're finishing pretty good. Um, we're assignment sound. But now we can take that leap of, you know, things being better. If I just have a, a little bit better footwork, I don't, you know, take the wrong angle. You know, my hands are tighter. Um, playing with my hands inside, all those things. So uh, I think just those little things that um, hold you back from being elite. So before we talk about Kansas, we're, we're watching some highlights now of not just the protection, but opening up gaps for guys like Kennedy Brooks. So with the running back room, and, and again, I know with the run concepts coach, you're very much involved. How impressed have you been with the consistent patience a guy like Kennedy Brooks shows in what you want to do with your running game? It's just... He looks so smooth running the football, but yet he's so patient in allowing everything to develop in front of him. Yeah, no doubt. He does a really, really good job of setting up blocks, uh, seeing things. He's got really, really good vision. Um, you know, he's kind of like one of those, uh, you know, like Le'Veon Bell where you're like, man, go, go, go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he, he sees it and he goes, you know. Um, but it, and it helps. It's set, he does a really, really good job of setting up blocks. How, uh, as... The guy that is, you know, kind of drawing up the run schemes, Coach, how how much does having Caleb Williams back there at quarterback and what he can do as a runner, how, how much does that change things for you and kind of your thought process when it comes to developing run schemes on a week-by-week -week basis that you're going to use in these game plans? Yeah, I think it uh, – we have our basic things that we're going to do. You know, I mean, that – you know, it's, it, we had inside, outside zone. We got gap schemes. We got some man schemes. We got some draw schemes. I mean, that's what we're going to do now. Okay, you can formation it maybe a little bit differently because um, you can read somebody on the backside and you're confident that if they chase, you know, you're going to get some things. Um, does it change a ton? Not a ton, but it does change. It changes the defense is what it does more than, more than anything. Um, I mean, there was some, you know, they're playing a lot of zero coverage. You know, I mean, they get they had to account for them. That's why guys were running wide open, you know. Um, and, and, again, running the ball better, you know, the week before. And then this week also helps those things. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't change a ton. It changes a little bit. Kansas coming up this weekend, 11 a.m. start on Saturday, Coach. Always a different type of a challenge. I know that's an offense. That's a team that's been struggling a bit defensively. What have you seen from what the Jayhawks are going to bring on Saturday? You know, kind of typical. They're, they're a four-down front. They'll, they'll shift a little bit to a, a four-down odd. Um, I think number 15's a dang good player. I mean, he, he's really good. I think that dude can play anywhere. They play hard. You know, I mean, that's one thing, uh, you know, no matter how talented they've ever been, they do play hard. I think the guys there are doing a good job. Um, but, again, it's not totally the opponent. It's, it's our preparation. Um, it's what we have to do. It's getting a week better. It's playing up to our standard. Um, that, that's the most important thing. Obviously, we watch their schemes, we watch their techniques, how they're going to play things and all that. But, um, you know, it's just for us just to continually improve and not totally worry about who the opponent is. You know, uh, Coach Riley was asked an interesting question yesterday about, hey, when, and, and again, not assuming or presuming anything here, Coach, but when do you start thinking about, okay, I might rotate in some guys to give them more of, of an opportunity, maybe see a Robert Conjo play some center or some Bray Walker? Do you, do you have a number in mind or a rep in mind whenever a score might be getting out of hand when you start bringing in some of your young guys? No, I don't try to think about that, quite honestly. You know, I, 
I would really, really like to play Conjol. He's done. He's done a good job. I just, you know, rolling centers is tough. You know, right. I mean, that's the that's the one bad thing about. I don't know if it's bad or good or what, but about playing center. But it's just hard to hard to roll centers. I don't mind rolling other guys at other positions if we need to, or if somebody's not playing up to how they need to be. Um, but I, no, I don't have a rep count. I mean, gotcha. my, my deal is it, it, we're trying to get better every single day. And that's the only thing that matters. All right. Speaking of getting better, congratulations to that offensive line on the midseason Joe Morales. And that's right where the Academy sports and outdoors question. Twitter question takes us coach. What has impressed you the most about the O-line to land them on the midseason Joe Moore award list? I just really think the improvement, you know, I mean, I think that's what it's all about. That's what we've done here. Um, no matter how good or bad we started, the one thing we've done consistently is gotten better. And that's all you can ask. You know, do you always want a better starting point? Yes, you do. And like I said, with the exception of the West Virginia game, which again was, you know, more on me than on those guys, I think we've gotten better and it's really, really shown up the last three weeks. So again, um, just, just a constant improvement. Bill doesn't like attention. He never has. <laughs> but one of the reasons they're on that list is because, and I know a lot of guys that vote for that award, one of the reasons they're on there is because they know he's going to get them better. That's just the truth. I agree. It's just I agree. the truth. Sorry sorry for complimenting you in public, Bill. <laughs> nah, I, apologize. I appreciate it, man. It's deserved. I appreciate it. It's deserved. Coach, we appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend against Kansas. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. He's the man, Bill Beatonbow. When we come back, we'll shift to the defense with Alex Grinch inside the coach's corner. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Riverwind Casino, still the one. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee, family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Inside the Coach's Corner with Gabe Eichert, I'm Chris. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Chris Plank, we're pumped to be joined by Sooner Defensive Coordinator Alex Grinch, safeties coach as well, Coach. Congrats on the win over TCU this weekend. We'll talk about Kansas in a bit, but... Got time to look over the film. You've watched it. You've watched it. But what are some thoughts looking back on the TCU game on Saturday night? Yeah, no, I, I you know, excited obviously to to, to get a win. Um, and, and you always got to have an appreciation for how hard it is to win football games. We remind our guys every Monday of just that half the teams in the country uh, lose every Saturday, and, and we've been fortunate not to be one of those teams. Um, now, you know, as you watch the film, I, th I think it uh, you know displayed exactly what we thought. Uh, uh, walking off the field on Saturday night, I think there, there was a, a number of opportunities to play better football. Um, there, there certainly were some, some missed opportunities uh, as, as you go through the game. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the chief thing you say 
uh, as you watch the film is, is um, you know, how, how much better can we be uh, this coming Saturday? That, that's got to be our motivation. The, the film, film suggests that uh, we need to do just that. Uh, we need to tackle better, need to play better, need to um, you know, find ways to get off the field on third down. And um, So uh, the, it, the, the list is long um, and, and uh, a, a great challenge for us as, as a coaching staff and, and, and players to uh, – uh, to do just that, you know, fix the, fix our issues and enhance the things uh, uh, that we did well because certainly you know, some of those things uh, uh, took place as well. Alex, Lincoln has challenged the defensive line this week publicly saying that, you know, this team needs more from them. Well, what improvement do you need to see from the defensive line? Like what are they not doing right now that you really need them to do moving forward? Yeah, I think uh, as you look at it, you know, you know, ask them to, to be a consistent player, you know, to be the same player week in and week out. You know, conversations that uh, you know we've had in, in, in weeks past have, have trumpeted those individuals as some of the best players in, in, in the country, best players in our conference, best players in our program. Um, and, and so, for us, from a coaching staff standpoint, we, we got to make sure that uh, you know we're putting them in the best situation uh, to, to be successful. So that's number one. There's ownership on us as coaches uh, to do that. Um, and, and also um, that there's ownership uh, that needs to be placed on them to say, you know, is, is you know, being a consistent football player and, and not being okay uh, with being okay. Um, and, and, you know, make, making sure that there's a healthy respect uh, for this game. When you do right and, and, and when you do it uh, uh, as hard as you possibly can, uh, the game has a tendency to reward you. And then there's this reward with sacks, TFLs, um, and, and putting a clock in a quarterback's head. Uh, and when you do wrong, whether, whether it's from a, a mental standpoint, uh, whether it's from a physical standpoint, or whether it's from a fatigue standpoint, this game will punish you. Um, and, and so that, that's, that's where that respect word comes in. Um, and and your, your opponent obviously has um, a, a vote uh, in some of those categories. You know, they're playing a physical brand of football, and which I, we haven't been out physical here uh, very many times uh, in, in, in our years together. Uh, we most certainly got out physical, uh, and it's embarrassing to say as a coach, but we got out physical uh, uh, this past weekend. You own that. You own that as a coaching staff, uh, and you need to own that uh, as a defensive front. And, and uh, um, you don't say, we're gonna, let's get back to being what we, we were. We don't care what we were. Um, that, that's enhanced, again, uh, everything uh, from, from here on out, specifically this weekend. How, how much of that is, and, and again, you know, you, you, you talked about overall looking at being better, you know, coaching in all aspects, but how much of that is, Coach, just guys winning one-on-one -on -one battles, just going in there and beating their man? Well, you know, some of it is, uh, again, going back to the coaching standpoint, is putting them in a situation where, where the, the ease of execution, um, and it's never easy, but uh, you, know, you can incre increase the ease of execution by some of the things you're asking them to do. Now, one of the ways we do that is, is the consistency of the things we ask them to do. And so you've, you've had cumulative reps of everything we've asked you to do on, on a Saturday. Uh, we're not asking you to do it for the first time. And then what we're saying is, okay, I've done it a thousand times, and the opponent across from me is, is attempting to, to block me in this particular you know, uh, uh, gap or responsibility or stunt or blitz. He's attempted to do it for the first time, uh, whereas I've done this thing over, over a thousand times in, in my career, whether it's in practice reps or game reps. Um, and, and so that, that, that's one. It's just something you got to do one more time, is not being content and, and saying, well, I know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, now, now we got to enhance from the standpoint of, okay, the, we want you to know it so well that you're not thinking about the knowing. Uh, all you can focus on is the doing. And the doing aspect is exactly as you mentioned it, is winning the one-on-one. -on -one. 
Uh, you can't just make the tackle or make the play in the backfield when you're the unblocked defender. And 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 uh, we'd love to to have an extra guy everywhere. We we'd love to uh, you know design scheme uh, to to have uh, you know you whoever you are to 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 be unblocked on a, a given down of football. Um, that that doesn't happen very often. And uh, um, and so what makes you special? What makes you elite? Are not the times when you're unblocked. Uh, what makes you elite is is the times when uh, you engage a blocker or two blockers, uh, your ability to to, to win uh, in those moments. And so that's the challenge. Uh, it's not easy uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And sometimes when you've had uh, a string of success, you can kind of get uh, uh, a, a little bit, uh, um, I guess, misinformed uh, from the standpoint. The information that you're you're getting back in those moments, it's it's easy to do. Uh, and, and no, it, 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 it's easy when you do what you're supposed to do and do it as hard as you possibly can and have a healthy respect for the opponent across from you. Alex, unfortunately, um, banged up in the secondary, but that led to some guys having some opportunities last Saturday against TCU. One of those guys is in your room in Key Lawrence. How, how did you feel Key played with the opportunity that he was given on Saturday? No, I was very, very pleased with uh, Keyshawn, you know, a guy that we brought in here that uh, uh, we've been awfully excited about and, and his role has increased as the season went on. Uh, you know, you mentioned you know, from an injury standpoint, now all of a sudden not only are you playing, but you're playing every single snap. You know, I'd highlight him. I'd highlight Justin Broyles, again, who played every single snap. Uh, Pat Fields played every snap in that game. Um, and, and that's the, uh, um, you know, the, not, not in, in some respects next man up, but on the same token, it's, it's also for those guys that uh, everybody's roles increases. Um, and, and so what you don't say is, okay, well, the, the, the guy that comes in, all right, he has to assume all the duties and responsibilities uh, of the individual that he came in for. Um, and, and really what, what, what you try to do defensively, if you're playing 11 as, as one, uh, your hope would be that everyone rises, you know, raises their game around uh, those individuals um, to, to you, know, uh, you know, help support uh, um, you know them in, in, in a more enhanced role than they otherwise would have. But in Keyshawn's case, uh, you know, I, I was extremely pleased with uh, how he performed, how he prepared, um, and and a guy that uh, I think can have a real impact on us uh, uh, defensively moving forward. You know, uh, you were asked during your presser on Tuesday about some of the younger guys, the Bryson Washingtons of the world, the Jordan Mukes, and you said they're getting closer. So uh, maybe someday soon we'll see those guys more in the rotation. But I can't, Coach, get enough of the improvement of Justin Broyles. I mean, to see the player that he's become, what has keyed that for him? What have you seen that's really helped him find that level where you guys trust him and he's playing as consistently as Justin Broyles is? Well, I think Justin's a great example of, of a guy that, uh, um, you know, from a work ethic standpoint, and it's always kind of been there. Uh, so I, I wouldn't suggest that all of a sudden he, he, he became a worker in the last, you know, X number of months. Um, but I, I would say that, uh, you know, if you ask any one of our guys in terms of who, who works the hardest, who's most consistent at practice, uh, almost to the man, I think they would tell you Justin is. And he hasn't always been that way. Now, he had the work ethic, but maybe not the consistency. Um, and, and so um, I'm thrilled for him, and, and it, it's been a real bright spot. We needed him to step up, uh, and he's, he's done that. I mean, he, he's played, you know, three different spots in our secondary, started in two different spots. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, that, that's uh, uh, a real credit to, 
uh, to him um, and, and, and a guy that uh, has had some production come with it uh, as well. And, and, you know, you mentioned some of those younger guys and you continue to bring them along. You know, the consistent thing about true freshmen and freshmen uh, is oftentimes they're not ready as fast as you want them to, uh, to be. Uh, and if you don't have injuries, then that, that's we're not having a conversation. Those names don't have a tendency not to come up. Yeah, but uh, in, in our, our current state, you know, we, we have uh, um, some uh, experienced guys uh, that have played uh, a lot of football for us. And, and you know, our, our second team defense, and, uh, you know, happens to be true freshmen and retro freshmen. There's just that, that gap. And sometimes happens. And, um, you know, at, at times on Saturdays right now, we're playing with four freshmen. Um, and the reality is, and true freshmen of that, not counting the retro freshmen. Um, but if three of the four play well, uh, it, in, in defensive football, uh, it turns out not to be a real good thing for you. Um, but but it's time for them to raise their their, their level and raise their game uh, as well. Uh, there's a true freshman on, on on offense playing pretty well, so um, <laughs> you're at you're at Oklahoma for a reason, and uh, um, it, it, it's it's time to um, you know not make the same mistakes and, and and making sure that we're not passing the mistakes along. Let's learn from uh, that individual that that maybe made that mistake the week before, then and, and and you don't have to get burned on a Saturday night uh, to kind of learn it yourself. And the importance of doing it in practice. All right, final question of segment one. Iker Dintel, presented by Orthodontics exclusively. Gabe, what I what play caught your eye? Some right. Alex, but sometimes you just got to run a man down and sling him to the ground short of the sticks. I mean, what a play by Brian Osamoa here. No, we, you know, we talk about defensively, about strain, you know, strain to the ball. And in, in, in a weird, uh, uh, I guess, reality, and, and you know, I, I thought we played hard on Saturday night. And probably, if anything, you know, it wasn't, you know, the, the, the single thing that I would trump and say we did well. Um, and, and, you know, uh, we talked a lot about the things we didn't. Um, but, but this is what you want to be defensively. You want to be disruptive in the front. Um, you, you want the, that ball having to run sideways. Uh, and you want, you know, you can only uh, want that if you, if you got guys that uh, can pursue and, and, and do something uh, uh, when they get to the point of attack. And this is everything we want it to be from a tackling standpoint. You, you, you run with purpose. You run to get the individual on the ground. Uh, you, you, know, you don't run hoping someone else makes the tackle. And then that was uh, uh, a, a big play and, uh, uh, and, and, and obviously a big stop. Brian Asamoah, fast, fast dude. He fails. <laughs> All right, we got one more segment with Alex Grinch inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind Casino. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&D. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively and the Oklahoma Healthcare Authority. Chick-fil-A. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points towards delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Final segment with Alex Grinch. Coach, you mentioned some of the young guys, but you look on that field on Saturday night. 
There's seven at corner. True freshman Latrell McCutcheon. Billy Bowman's playing corner. You see Danny bleeping football out there making plays in that inside backer spot. There's some. There's somewhat of a youth movement as well at certain positions. And then other places, there's Pat Fields who's been around forever, Isaiah Thomas. It's a very interesting balance you have between youth and experience, isn't it? Well, it is. And I think at its best, it may be exactly how you would you know, draw it up from a coaching standpoint. You know, you, you say you got the – you know, if everybody's a junior and senior, then then you know it's not an opportunity for a lot of those young younger guys to you know have those reps from a developmental standpoint. Uh, and we've been fortunate to to get some of these guys in, in games and wins, you know, as as opposed to coming off the field and and, and uh, you know uh, allowing a, that situation where it's a, a a young guy in particular as we as you know we, we tackle this question is is a young guy in particular that that, that puts you in a bad spot and, and costs you a football game. And so been very fortunate to to get some of those guys uh, in. Uh, some some guys' roles are, are, are bigger than uh, you know maybe you would have uh, you know thought that uh, uh, you know during spring football or, or during fall camp, but attrition happens you know more so in college football now than ever, uh, which is just a tremendous opportunity for guys. And and you know the the, the one consistent thing with young guys is um, the you know the realization that you know the high school version of you was not going to help Oklahoma, and that's one of the things that that we tell the guys all the time is. You know, the, the high school version got you to Oklahoma, and, and you belong here, um, and, and we're excited about you. Um, but, but the high school version doesn't move the needle for us defensively. The high school version of you doesn't help us win football games. We didn't bring you to be your high school version. we got to enhance, right? we we got to raise uh, our level uh, and, and match uh, the, the intensity and the level in which, uh, you know, uh, this, this uh, uh, you know, Division One major college football uh, needs you to be. Uh, specifically at Oklahoma. And so that's the challenge every single day for those guys. It's hard to be consistent as a young player. You go through instances where you've never had a bad practice. Now it's hard to have a good one uh, because inevitably something comes up. Um, and, and uh, you know, the difficult part is when you're, you're, you're thrusting some roles on, on Saturdays um, when it was really difficult to have a good Tuesday. Well, it, it, it's also evident uh, to, to a lot of guys too now that uh, – you know how you practice on Tuesday, how you practice on Wednesday has a tendency to show up on Saturdays, and so, you know, it, it's a it's a tall order for young guys, and and um, you know it, uh, it very excited uh, about those individuals uh, to to the man, uh, Billy Bowman, um, it, extremely excited about you know excited about Latrell, excited about Danny, Ethan Downs, you know there, there's times you look out there like I said, there's four freshmen out there, and and um, and you want to feel so good about it, and, and at certain times we, we, we do, and at, uh, at others, uh, you know, our, our, our lack of, um, you know, getting those guys prepared at an elite level as coaches has, has shown up, and so we got to do a better job uh, um, as, as a coaching staff to allow those guys to, to, to play their best. Alex, co- confidence just might be the most important thing when it comes to playing well on the football field. A couple of performances in a row defensively, right, where it's been below the standard that you have established here on the defensive side of things at Oklahoma. Where are your guys right now when it comes to a confidence perspective? Like, how do you think your guys are feeling about the way they're playing? And is, is that something that you, you try to build up, you know, heading into this stretch run of the season? Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, confidence is a, is a key part of it. Confidence comes from behaviors, and, and that's one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, we, we talk to the guys about. I, I, if I could hand you confidence, I would. If it, you know, it, it's be that simple. You know, be confident. Um, and it just simply doesn't work that way. 
know, confidence comes from behaviors. Confidence become, you know, comes from actions and repeated behaviors. It's, it's repeated experiences of doing things the right way. You gain confidence on the practice field, and, and it, it, you gain confidence in the meeting room. Uh, and most certainly, well, you know, there, there's no coaching staff in America that, that, that tells guys when it's right, uh, you know, how thrilled we are that they, they, they performed, uh, you use the word standard, uh, above that standard. Um, and there's also no coaching staff in the country that's going to say it's okay when they're below it. And so they're going to get both sides of that. And so the, the, the challenge then uh, is to, uh, you know, ma make sure that uh, the focus is, is, again, on our behaviors. You know, we talk about response a lot. Well, the event is last Saturday, how we're going to respond to that on Tuesday and Wednesday as we get into, you know, the following game week as we sit here uh, today. Um, you know, I, I think as you, as you look at it, my, my hope, uh, you know, for the individuals on the defensive side of the ball, there's a real sense of frustration. Um, if, if the scoreboard just simply defines us as, as, as being good enough um, and, and we hang our hat on that, then, then I don't think we'll ever be uh, what we think we can be uh, defensively. Um, you also, you know, make sure that uh, you keep the sample size, uh, you know, uh, relative to exactly what the sample size is. I have more film of these guys doing it right and playing at a higher level than I have film of them doing it wrong. That doesn't negate uh, the wrong things that we've done over the last couple of weeks. And you say, okay, well, you know, how on earth could, could we allow the, those things to happen uh, on game day? Uh, and then you circle back to a coaching staff. Is it, are we providing the, the, the right environment? Are we providing the right coaching, uh, the right scheme uh, to allow these guys to be successful? And if we do that and, and we're able to repeat that over time, the confidence is, is obviously going to come. Um, but I'm confident in this group. Um, we, we've uh, done a lot of celebrating after big-time wins. Uh, it's the same group that uh, one of the resi most resilient groups in the country, uh, in, a, in one of the most toxic environments in the country in terms of that cotton bowl, especially when you're down. Um, so we've seen it, um, and, and, and we got to see it more. Um, and they're being challenged uh, on a day-in and day-out basis. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a challenge to us as coaches to get it done. Great stuff, as always. All right, final question is yours, the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question. Coach, I thought this was a really good one. Uh, with so many injuries at this point in the season, how do you practice tackling without risking more injuries? Uh, the simple answer is you don't. Um, you, you know, you, you, you practice the elements of tackling. You know, so to, to, to go into to week eight of the season – um, what, you know, what, you're not taking guys to the ground uh, on, on, uh, on practice days, uh, but you practice the elements of it. And so it's the pursuit angles. Um, it, it's, it's finishing, you know, with a ball carrier in your grasp, um, but doing so where it's, it's not, you know, simply throwing arms at a guy. Um, it, it's taking extra steps and putting pads on people. Uh, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays when we do have the pads on and thud drills, uh, you do that both in individual work and, the, the, and when you're doing an individual work, the, the thing that you uh, negate is, you know, the, the guys falling into legs. There's not 22 guys on the field and, uh, you know, uh, collisions going on all over the place. The guys can get rolled up on. So um, you, you make sure that you do some of those things uh, in drill work. Um, and then you make a major emphasis of any time you have an opportunity to be at the point of attack in a drill seven on seven against our offense. We're obviously not going to take them to the ground and tackle Marvin Mims, for instance. Um, but that we can still stay up and get the principles of the technique, meaning, uh, you know, what, what we say is press the hip. If, the, if I'm on the right side of a, a ball carrier, I should stay on the right side of the ball carrier. I'm on the left side, stay on the left side. They can press that appropriate hip as you approach him and do so under control with a, with a respect for the space and speed, um, the speed in which the ball carrier has, the space in, that uh, we find ourselves in between the two of us. And that changes 
um, as as you know we approach a ball carrier or as a, a ball carrier. Uh, you know, breaks through a line of scrimmage or, or, or possibly is out in space. And so all those elements, you know, you, you kind of uh, you break them down more than you're, act, you know, actually you know, able to, to execute the, the full volume of what a tackle is. But it's, it's something that's always been an emphasis um, that, that uh, you know, we, we, got to, we got to show better on Saturday. Great stuff as always, Coach. We'll see you post-game. Good luck against Kansas. Okay. Thanks, guys. That's Alex Grinch, defensive coordinator for the Sooners. We'll wrap it up next. Thanks to Coach B. Thanks to Coach Grinch. Gabe, we got 30 seconds. Give me a quick scout on Kansas. Jason Bean can run a little bit. Not the most accurate passer. Devin Neal, I think he's going to be a good back eventually. A little better than they've been along the offensive line. Their defense, other than Kyron Johnson at the end position, not good. <laughs> I will be there 11 a.m. Saturday morning for Whitney Viney, our producer. He's Gabe on Plank. We'll see you next week in the Coach's Corner. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this has been the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.